Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, on this Thursday, January 18th. Bright and early, we got Jean-Baptiste of Cavs Nation France talking about his experience in Paris covering the team. We're looking at the six-game winning streak continued by a dominant win over the Bucks last night. And a continued discussion from Tuesday's episode about trade targets. This is Across the Cavs on Network 216. Gear up. Let's do it. All right, here he is, Jean-Baptiste. A pleasure to bring you on. Get the first international Cavs collab with France. We have had Cavs fans from overseas on before, but a pleasure to do this today. Really happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm Jean-Baptiste, uh, also known on, as Rehab on Twitter. I'm working for working. I'm under the, the Cavs Nation France project for like two years. Uh, we are like just passionate French French fans, passionate about the games and about Cleveland, and we really we wanted to, you know, just transmit our passion to the to the French fans. And so yeah, we we wake up at two uh, two a.m. every night, uh, look the games, uh, uh, send out news all day long, uh, injuries, trade, everything, and um, it's it's a real pleasure to be able to talk to you today. And I'm going to throw you right on the spot. I wasn't planning on asking this question, uh, John, but there have been, and neither of them had big careers, but two Cavs players from France all time. Can you name them? Oh, uh, French player who played on, on the Cavs. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know either of these guys were French until I just pulled up the list of French. Yeah. We have two. To be fair, I, I didn't do my, my, my job. So, no, Man. that's I don't have the I don't have the name right now, but if you if you tell me maybe I'll be like oh, So yeah, Jerome yeah. Moiso. Okay. It was very Michael Stewart. Uh, Michael Stewart, yeah, of course. I know him. I I didn't know the, the first one. What was uh, what was the time when when they used to play for Cleveland? So I want to say Moiso might have overlapped LeBron. He was there, yeah, he was there 0405. He played four games. I, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, four games. Okay. It was quick. You know? <laughs> very, okay, very mad. quick. And then we go Michael Stewart. He played for the Cavs 0304 for okay. He played uh, parts of oh I right, so okay. He was on the Cavs and he was in that big trade where we flipped Ricky Davis, Tony got Tony Batie, Kedrick Brown, uh Kedrick Brown, rather, all those guys. So small, very, very brief tech. Okay, okay, know. very short experience. Uh, so I am not that that uh no. that shame. Okay, that's no, fine. Just, <laughs> as you, you know me, you've seen me. I just love obscure questions, obscure facts, <laughs> yeah. obscure trivia. You but know, that, that's so nice any, to know. That's nice to know. And now you can you can tell everyone, hey, you know, guess guess what I know? Yeah. Guess, guess what I learned before you? Nice. <laughs> get that get that Cap Nation France promotion. Nonetheless, that's okay. Great. So Jean Baptiste was one of a couple, correct, uh, from Cap Nation France that got to cover the team in Paris, right? So you got yep. to see the announcers, uh, get a quick quick chat with the players, right? As everyone was shouting up to you guys. So what, what was the experience getting to do that in Paris last week? Uh, to be fair, it was really an absolutely magical moment. Uh, we were able to meet and talk with the Cavs communication director, Madison Phillips, uh, who really is uh, like a darling, a wonderful person. Uh, it's a shame we got there a bit late because uh, since it was Cleveland's first uh, road trip like uh, abroad, 
uh, they were pretty busy too, like um, stressed out. We felt like, uh, and it's pity because the Nets uh, with the French fans, like they were in contact for like seven to eight months before the game, and they offered them some crazy things, like they booked a pizza for the fans, gave away bidding tickets for the games, uh, private access for for the training, like uh, even invited them in Brooklyn, uh, like uh, paid the the. the plane tickets uh, for for two two fans to to come to brooklyn that wow. was pretty crazy for them so we had only access to the training session and the media day but uh, which in itself was crazy uh, to be fair we were really happy and excited about it we got to see them up close uh, like really we were like one meters away from them uh, we got to take a photo with Austin Carr and speak to him like by the way I have like a small anecdote about it that's uh, like we see Austin, we, we're in the in the in the room where the players are, are training, and he's, he's like from afar uh, in a space we're allowed to to visit and to go, you know. And we said to ourselves, like such a legend, we we absolutely go need to go and ask him for for a photo, but we don't want to bother him like any more than that. Uh, so we arrive, we ask him shyly, like. Oh, Hi, can we just take a photo, please, and have a little, a little like talk uh, with you? Um, and like he stands up, like a big smile, tells us, like, no worries, guys, with pleasure. Like, uh, comes and uh, with the greatest of calms, like, grabs us by the shoulder, big smile, and he starts talking to us about basketball, like, uh, cash, everything. And like, it's it was really incredible. Like, for like five minutes, we we, we spoke to him. Is really a great guy. Like we were as happy as kids. Like um, and we really felt that he was kind of humble, you know. Like Austin Carr is a franchise legend, but is also like an extraordinary human being. So we were really happy to to have that contact, you know. And yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I'm really glad, and then I'll throw it back to you that you had that experience. I was at uh, before the pandemic when things are a little different back in, it was November of 2019. The Cavs weren't as good yet. So that I I'm in the New Jersey, New York area. I'm not in Cleveland as many might know, but I'll still always rock. It's always, it's always <laughs> Cleveland. But when I was at a game, I got to go down before I, I tweeted them. I didn't know how this was going to work uh, at a different stadium. It was at Madison square garden. I tweeted at John Michael and Austin Carr and they both responded and said, yeah, come down before the game. Sure. I, cause I, I had actually, I'd met Fred McLeod, RIP, one of the best and interviewed him the year prior to him passing. So I hadn't talked to John Michael. I thought it would be great to have a chance to talk to the new voice of the Cavs mm -hmm. went down. It was, it was quick. John Michael and I exchanged emails. He's come on the show a couple of times. Wonderful guy, but Austin Carr, man, uh, Coolest thing, and I agree wholeheartedly with what you said about how what a great person, what a nice guy he is. I went down, I told him how much I appreciated his catchphrases, and we just fully just dapped it up right then yeah. and there. It was really, really cool to because we've been watching him for such a long time, and he's been such a big part of for both you and myself, right? Of our Cavs identity of just how he talks, his phrases. We repeat them when we're playing on our own and he's just it was an amazing experience to see that yeah i'm glad you had the same yeah the, he he was really like extraordinary human being and uh yeah we we we've we've been to the to the ground uh we spoke to the french television so we were next to the players and you know it's i'm, I'm not a big guy like i'm 1.8 so it's like five P O and ten, I think in, in US the same size, as me. Yep. size, yeah. 
So I'm like, I'm not small, but I'm not big, like, you know, and to walk <laughs> like between Jared Allen and Tristan Thompson, I'm like, oh, hey guys, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> and yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty great. Uh, it was a nice, nice experience. And for the game itself, uh, it was amazing. At first, I wasn't supposed to, to go to the games because the, the price tickets were really crazy. Uh, and I had the chance the, the day before the game to find a ticket for like 50 bucks that wasn't supposed to be there. Like, I don't know how I, I, I find, found that, but I find it. Um, the game itself, not that much because the Nets were asleep. Like, we we destroyed them. Like, uh, the yeah, first three quarters were really pathetic. I don't know how you you did feel about it uh, on the screen, but in real life that was really uh, a slaughter. Like uh, no, they I... were missing everything, uh, and everything was going in for us. Like mm -hmm. it was really cool for me because I'm a Cavs fan, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I was feeling pretty bad for the Nets fan in the in the room because I was like, oh my god, they're getting well, crushed. Like, well, you know what's crazy, Jean, is the Nets. They locked to Portland again last night. By the way. Uh, it's their second time in the span of two weeks. Yeah, they're three and sixteen in their last nineteen games, which really isn't getting much national attention. Ben Simmons still hasn't yeah. played since November sixth. I was at that game, by the way, when he last played back in the day, and against it was against Milwaukee. Very good game. Cam Thomas had forty-five. Giannis went off too. But the Nets, I think, are an absolute shambles. I think they need to move a ton of their pieces. But uh, watching it on TV. Uh, seeing um i watched it a little after so i think i want to say i watched the game the game was from in our time eastern time was two to four thirty i want to say i watched the game at six or seven because i was i was traveling on thursday and i will also doubly say i found tickets as well for i think 110 lower section but i'm that's just to if, if i was already there it's uh, you know the whole international travel to get I would do it again now if, if if it was in the summer I think it'll be a lot easier to get yeah. an international game at least for me it's hard to it's hard to take those days in Jan in early January uh per se um but getting back to the Nets in that game right they're banged up here and there it's very clear that they're they're very limited in what they can do Dinwiddie hasn't been the point guard they wanted. Dennis Smith playing as well as he has is very good, but also problematic that he's been their best facilitator when you look at who's on the roster. And I don't Michael think Bridges has a, had a lot of problems that night. And I think speaking yeah. with the, the the guys, the the French fan, uh, the French Brooklyn fans, uh, apparently he has some trouble for the last months. It's really hard for him, like uh, to to make shots and uh, to get buckets. He plays too. Well, the thing is, and it's wonderful that he hasn't missed a game in his career. And I hope that stretch, yeah. I hope he passes AC Green someday, like 1,300 games in a row, some crazy number. Um, but when you're playing all these games in a row, it does take a toll, especially when you're losing like this. And look, guys used to do this all the time, right? We're in a different yeah. era now where there's less minutes being played by everybody. No one's playing 40 minutes a game on a regular yeah. basis anymore, except for OG Ananobi is playing 45 a game with the Knicks. That's that's <laughs> vile behavior from Tom Thibodeau, um, but I think he's tired. They're not winning. He he's their number one defender as well. I don't think guys are built as tough as they were then in that sense of just these. Can you see the, the I guess you call them the hard nosed physical type players, right? So like the LeBrons of the world aren't playing more than 60, 65 games. Yeah. Joel Embiid and Nicole Jokic were banging, banging, banging down low. Giannis too aren't playing every game. They're missing at least seven to ten minimum. 
every year. And I think Bridges may be the last of this breed that can handle every single mm. night. Just it stinks. And I don't think they should shorten the season. I think 82 games lost everybody to get chances and uh, enhance their opportunities. I just think Brooklyn is tired. They're tired. I don't, I think they're tired of their coach. I don't think they're happy with these rotations. I don't think Cam Thomas is happy coming off the bench with how well he was playing before the injury. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, man, as we transition to the Cavs, six wins in a row, glad to be us and not them right now. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, when uh, when Darius and Evan uh, like cease their absence, uh, we've been really worried about like a heavy losing streak, you know, uh, with Donovan playing like hairball. We were uh, questioning ourselves, like, is it going to work or are we going to have like a hard season? What's about Donovan futures? You know, if, if we lose a year, like uh, how it's going to like what's going to happen, you know? And as a result, we've got an all-star Jared Allen uh, at the top of his game. Like even yesterday uh, in three quarters, it was absolutely amazing. A team with the monstrous Donovan that's running better than ever, Karis Lovett, who's taking on his responsibilities finally. And I think we've got a whole uh, ecosystem, if I may say so, that's running superbly and that's given us the best record over the last year, eight games, say seven, six, seven, eight, I don't know. Six right now. Six Six right now. And that's crazy. Like when when you look at the stats of Jared Allen, like it's absolutely crazy. And to see a guy like so um, over, under hyped, that's really frustrating, I feel, I feel like, like for the also games, things like that. He's not human at all. Like he, de- he deserves so much. And we as CNF, um, as Cavs Nation friends, we defended him last year above everything when everybody wanted to trade him after the choke against New York City, as if it was Jared Allen's fault. Like everyone choked uh, yeah. the, the, those game, these games. But he, he is actually essential. Like we cannot win without a good GA, JA, I, I feel like. He's too good. Yeah. No, and the double-double streak is now double-digit games at 10 and yeah. He put up 21 and 13. I don't, it doesn't matter that Giannis was out. The Bucs are still not exactly a small team. They might have started the game small, but you think about who they have with Brooke and Bobby. They're a physical team. Yeah. And Gian, Giannis sets the tone, but Allen was fantastic. Donovan Mitchell continues to put up insane steal numbers. All five starters were plus 33 or better last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the worst one, we, we tweeted it <laughs> yesterday. The worst one was Max, Max Truss with a plus 33. It was the, the so worst bad. one. Plus 33 <laughs> like, is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was pretty great. Um, to be fair, uh, yesterday was a strange game because, okay, Yen- Yenis is out, but it's still like Milwaukee. They should be able to do something, you know? Mm-hmm. And they really seems like lost on the field. Like really, Damian Lillard missing everything. Um, Middleton, uh, like he, he made the first points like at the the third quarter, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, his first two points. That was crazy. Like we, we really felt it was like a G League match. Uh, like uh, the, the first time, like we had, I think we didn't have like a starter in the in the in the last quarter. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm not sure, but I, I think I think I'm correct on that. Like it was yeah, already they, over uh, after like uh, three quarters. That was pretty crazy, because when when you look at a team like a uh, Milwaukee, okay, uh, Yanis is a. Uh, some people are calling him like a catcher. Everything you you want to say about it, I don't know. I really like this this guy. 
uh, and he's really he's really great. Um, but him being away doesn't mean like Miruki has has or should become bad. Like I don't know how to explain it in, in English, but like there's no reason for them to just uh, fall down like this uh, with him being out for the night. It was pretty crazy. And and um, shout out to Cleveland too because we played really good. Uh, around them and around the, the system that was uh, on the field. No, and it's crazy because a couple of years ago, the Bucs, the year they won the title, were good enough. Be honest, on a bad knee, uh, still played well in the finals. They knocked the Hawks out, and it's not the Hawks team we see today by any mm. means, but that Hawks team a few years ago, they knocked them out with the honest out in order to punch their ticket to the finals. If they had lost, it would have gone to game seven. You know, so it's no small feat. And, and there's also, I believe, the game where Cam Reddish scored 35. That was the last time yeah. he ever showed offensive prowess and not just being a quality defender, as, as he has been. But, yeah, I'm, the Bucks I know, have had a very quiet, slow, mini downfall. Now, when I say downfall, they're 28 and 13. That's a fantastic record. Yeah. But it seems like they're they're playing at a lower level than they were a month ago, even when Giannis has been in. They've had a harder yeah, time. They're playing from behind more. They lost a few times to the Pacers. Pacers have been dominant. That was pre-Pascal. Now Pascal Siakam is officially a Pacer, so now it's will be even more. Now they'll actually have a second option to guard Giannis. If Turner gets in foul trouble, they'll try Pascal. Because Isaiah Jackson's a big fouler. But curious, actually. And then um, we'll come back to this game, uh, Jean. But Indiana gets Pascal. Are the Cavs still a better team than the Pacers with that new look Indiana lineup? I'd say yes, of course. <laughs> of course, because I, I feel like we're stronger. Um, Evan and Darius are still like uh, injured. So when they will come back, when they will be integrated into the system, it will be, I think, a, a, a great composure. Um, do you want to speak like maybe about the trades possible and the, the ideas about that or because I, I we've seen like the rumors we've seen that uh, the Cavs were interested in um DeAndre Hunter but it's yep. it's like way too too expensive for us Agreed. Uh, too much with the, the salaries and O'Neill okay O'Neill what what's the deal with him is like O'Neill is known to be close to Donovan Mitchell yeah they already play together yeah they're friends and the Frenchies led by uh, Kobe Altman, like wants to flirt with his future franchise player, player to get him to resign. We all know that. Um, the trouble is the only imaginable trade at the moment for us is Dean Wade, who has a really like perfect contract for us and assets for O'Neill, who is a free agent this summer, will therefore be asking for a big contract this summer, while the contract of Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, amongst others, will be arriving, and Dan Gilbert is known uh, for not going into the luxury tax. So there have been confirmations for, yeah, then DeAndre enters too, but absorbing his contracts poses the same problems like with our cap. So it doesn't really matter, I'd say. So yeah, here's the problem. Dan Dean has become very interesting again. Like last yep. year, it was pretty, pretty, playing like ish-ish. Uh, he's made a, a much better start this season. He's recovered well from his injury. Uh, he's got a contract that suits us and he's a real asset coming off the bench. Uh, or, or, or being titular, like uh, he, he was a starter like uh, last week uh, in Paris. So the, the only solutions that seems obvious is a free agent. But I haven't seen anyone who could really and 
add something to our, our rotation for a three in the like uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked at that much but uh, I don't know how we're gonna you know play around uh, around that I feel like the loss of Ricky Rubio is really hurting us right now um yeah but uh, yeah to be fair I don't know what the Cavs can do right now with the assets we have which are not that much and uh, the, the 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 contracts that we need to to pay like uh, next year uh, by the end of the season you know well i think the other the other name that's been floated and, and unless it, i would not do it because of what it takes to be wiggins it's just if the caps had a bad no, yeah, 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 right. needed to yeah. move i would actually welcome that because i'm aware that his numbers are down but when he came back to the and obviously this warriors team is pretty much finished and obviously rest yeah. in peace to their to their assistant coach uh, Dayan yeah. uh, uh, What uh, I was yeah. crazy and I ended up that within 24 hours of us first hearing the news, he'd already passed away. Mm. So hopefully everyone there is okay. But for the, for the, on the conversation of Wiggins, who we don't, I don't know if we ever got the answer of what he was dealing with last year, but he missed a couple of months for personal reasons. The Warriors, yeah, whatever, right. up, yeah, up and down, right. <laughs> and then he comes back and then they start playing very well. And I think what happened this year, they just got too many guides. So they they had a good offseason, at least I thought, with Chris Paul, uh, the draft, Pajemski, and Jackson Davis. But then it just seems like everything there is so crowded now with who needs touches, who needs that. So while it's still Stephen Clay, when Draymond was still in, and then you got Kaminga, you have Moody, you, you have so many different players that need touches to really play their game that I think he's mm. just lacking touches. So he'll go three or four minutes without getting the ball now, just because also Chris Paul and Steph playing together, you lose that. So I think his value is still high, but because Steve Kerr has no idea how to make a rotation, it's changed every single game. I, I, I believe that 11 or 12 guys have started this year now. Um, yeah. So but my, my answer to the question, I was think, talking about this the other night, too, is you really can't get a one of these big names, at least outside of O'Neal, without moving the new contract of Struz, who I think has proven at his highs to be valuable enough yeah. to be here. I, 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 I think Kobe do, do not want to trade Struz right now. Like, there's no reason, no point doing this. And, and same goes for Karis, like. Uh, last year I was like, mm, okay, we should we should like move carries, you know, find a good contract. Right now I don't want it. Like yeah, there's no reason to do that. Like uh, for the chemistry of the team, for the contracts, which are good contracts, uh, like there's absolutely no reason to to destroy <clears> that. So yeah, I don't know how Kobe, what's Kobe is gonna do. I, it's been really good last year to sneak in. Uh, it's some trades with GA, for example. Uh, yeah. Donovan Mitchell coming out of nowhere, you know. But uh, so we'll just let him work and we'll see we, what he what he's, he's up to do and uh, what's going to happen with the Cavs. But to be fair, from my point of view, I don't see who's going to add something without losing too much uh, for the team. You know? Yep. So then, okay, my, my question for you on that then, Jean, is... Considering who they, who the Cavs have, who's out there, in an ideal world, right? Let's say ideal world, right? You could have whatever you want, essentially, but within reason. Is there any specific one player from another team that you think would 
be the one that finishes out your dream Cavs rotation, whether as a, as a new starter or as a seventh or eighth man off the bench that's not currently on the team? You, you're looking for a 3 and D. Whatever you think. Any one player <laughs> that would come in and try and fill one of the holes they have. Ah, to be fair, this winter, I don't know. This winter, I don't know, because last year I was really mad about um, uh, Robin Lopez. Like, really, really mad about him. Like, every game I was seeing him playing, I was... I wanted to crush my screen, like, really. <laughs> that was hard. This year, Tristan Thompson, I, I was really happy about him coming coming back home. And I really feel he's adding something out of, uh, out of the bench when he comes uh, to play, you know. Um but this winter, I don't know. To be fair, I don't know. Uh, next summer, maybe if uh, if uh, an old man wanna take a uh, last check <laughs> uh, to end his carry here uh, on the wing, maybe I, I, I maybe I, I will uh, consider it. <laughs> if he takes a, a little bit of money, not that much. Um, now LeBron James apart, like uh, I don't know. I, I I really do like Royce O'Neal. Like uh, yeah. when Mitchell got traded, and we were speaking about okay, uh, we need a three in the we need someone to 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 help him, you know, uh, putting threes and stuff like that. I was uh, really like I was ready to give up on Caris, who had like up and downs, and take Royce O'Neal and see what's happening, you know. But right now doesn't make that much sense. Um, so I, I guess someone just feeding into the team, uh, not only on the field, but also like uh, uh, being a nice guy on the bench uh, outside the game, uh, you know, uh, because I don't know for the other teams, but we really feel like Cleveland is a really nice place to be as a player right now. Like you have a, a, a great bench. Uh, everyone seems to to like love, uh, speak to, to each other. It really feels like a team, you know. And yep. uh, the, the the big problem we had last year, apart from uh, a backup for Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley, was the, the 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 shooting threes. Right now we have Caris, which is really good. Who is really good? Sorry, uh, Stress, who apparently is a really really good player. I, I was kind of skeptic uh, about him uh, when we signed him. I, I, I mean, I wasn't. Um, uh, I wasn't. I was not not happy about incoming, but I was just okay. But he's off the bench in Miami. He's going to be a starter here in the in Cleveland. Uh, what do we expect from him, from him? You know, but it's 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 been amazing uh, until the uh, since the beginning beginning of the year. Uh, George Nying, uh hard beginning beginning of the year but right now is on fire yesterday yeah. like his biggest game uh, ever i feel like uh, yeah uh we've got like cpg cpg coming out coming out of nowhere like uh nobody was i, I mean there's uh there's one people who was uh, asking for him it's guillaume which is one of my co-cm the crazy one who, who is uh like uh living at night uh, for the Cavs. He, mm -hmm. he looked every games of the G League, and at the beginning of the G League, he, he told us like, "Okay, Craig Porter Jr. and um, Sam Merrill, you guys, we're gonna we are gonna see them uh, in the rotation this year if there's like uh, some people wounded, anything." Like that. 
there you go. Like Sam Merrill too is really good at taking threes. Uh, uh, kind of, uh, kind of hard the last two to three games. I, I feel like, but is uh, really hitting a great percentage on threes too. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. I mean, we can add something, but someone, but uh, it has to be uh, a good deal. And I don't know if we have the the assets and what we want. I'm sorry, I didn't answer really your question, but uh, it's it's not like we absolutely need something. I think maybe we could have some help, but yeah. with the team playing like this, without Darius, without Evan, I feel like we and with the experience of last year, like it was a shame to to lose like that to the Knicks. We we can lose to the Knicks, like it's 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 just a game, but to lose like we did, it was hard to to swallow, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think they they learned from it, and the by the end of the year we we will see something else. I'm pretty sure. We will see. My my personal solution would be go to the buyout market. Don't shake anything up. The locker room is as tight as ever. These guys love each yeah. other. I'd say <laughs> it, you don't mess with it. At least not while you're winning. Now you'll. What's probably going to end up happening is Garland and Mobley aren't fully back and emerge till after the trade deadlines. You're not even going to know what you're putting a guy into because you're not fully healthy. But I'm content as yeah. well. Six wins in a row speak for themselves. So I'd say eventually go to the buyout market. You'll have one raw. Even when you well, – obviously Pete Nance just came over, so we'll see what ends up happening with him. I don't think he was yeah. around last night, but maybe he'll enter a game uh, down the road. But – that's my answer. That's my and solution. The, and those are our thoughts. The game come, yeah. The, the games coming are already gonna be hard. Like Yenny's coming back, uh, Atlanta, Clippers, Magic, Magic. I mean, not that much, but you know, it's uh, it's gonna be Mag Magic like, uh, tough. a good Magic test. Tough. Yeah, it's gonna be a good test. Agreed. Most of it, you got Paolo, you got Trey, you got two more Giannis's, and you got the Super Clippers who. What twenty and six in their last twenty six after starting zero and six with Harden? Just took a little Minnesota bit. Minnesota and food. <laughs> should be fun. The fun guy. It should be him. But Jean, tell everybody where we can find all of your work so we can keep up. Whether we speak English or French, or we can translate. Where where can we find what you've been up to? Yeah, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Mostly on Twitter, to be fair. Um, at uh, Caves Nation France, um, so the same name for every account. And yeah, as I said, um, we live tweet the game in France, but uh, we most of the time we speak uh, in English too for uh, with the Italian fans, Brazilian fans, US fans uh, of the Cavs. Uh, we send out news all day long on trades, injuries, everything. In fact uh and yeah that's it we we're really glad to to uh, agglomerate uh different like cultures different uh different people from uh, everywhere in the world uh, who just wanted to speak about the calves and uh yeah that's it um and it's it's been like a, a pleasure to speak to you apparently i'm the only bidding world cm so they chose me to to come and speak to you but <laughs> no. yeah, no i'm joking uh, it's a it, it, it was a pleasure it was a pleasure really nice Me too he he is jean baptiste of cav nation calves nation friends zach weiss with you as always make sure to check them out across board at calves nation friends you know where to find me 
at across the Cavs on Instagram, at across Cavs on Twitter. And if you want to get really fancy at on LinkedIn, just search across the Cavs. Be Jean Baptiste, Zach Weiss with you. We will see you next week. Peace. Oh, my God.